Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. We're in a series, Drawing Circles. This is our last week, and we're going to bring it down to a grand finale. But we've been talking about drawing full circles in our prayer in the way that we do life, in the way that we surrender, and really just coming all the way full circle. And the Bible says that many are plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. It's the Lord's purpose that stands, it rises. And so when we're not in alignment with God's purposes, we'll only come up halfway. And we'll only come up halfway with our dreams, halfway with our prayers, halfway with our finances, halfway with everything in your life. If you are not aligned with the purposes of God, it will not prevail to its full completion. How many know that God is a God of completion? He wants to complete things in your life. He doesn't call you and then leave you halfway and hopefully you make it. God calls you so that calling can fulfill a purpose. The Bible says that every word out of the Lord's mouth fulfills its purpose. Just like the rain waters the earth, just like the snow covers the, the earth when it leaves the sky, same as the words of the Father is when he speaks, it has to bring about purpose. And so it's not the fact that your prayers don't work or my prayers don't work. It's when we don't align ourselves with the purpose of God that our prayers seem to be halfway. So we've been talking about this. How do we draw full circle? How do we do this thing in a way that we complete what God has started in us? Today, I want to talk about a very important uh, subject. One of the most, I feel like, crucial subjects in the Christian world. Um, It's one that we sometimes overlook, but it's one of the most powerful, most life-changing practices habits that you can put in place as a Christ follower in order to truly be transformed. How many are ready to be truly transformed in Jesus Christ? How many want that for yourself? How many want to live out the dream of God for your life, the calling of God, knowing your identity, knowing who you are, strengthened, right, full of his glory? And and today I want to talk about what, what we can do on our part in order to step into that completion, that full circle of being transformed in Jesus Christ. All right, are you ready to dive in? All right, welcome out everybody. Man, that's awesome. For all of you who I haven't met yet, um, I'm Elijah Hollis, lead pastor here at Change, and we meet in a comedy club. Isn't that cool? I love it because uh, church isn't about a space, it's about what you do in the space. And so church is everywhere we go. I'm not preaching about that today, but it is. It's wherever you go. And so today, welcome to a comedy club where the Spirit of God is and we're ready to reign and and go out and be empowered in Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. Would you stand to your feet? We're going to read the Word of God, set the foundation for this message today. Comes from Romans chapter 12. We're going to start in verse 1. Start at the beginning. Why not, right? Verse 1 says, Therefore... I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, 
but be transformed. Everybody say transformed. That's what Christ does in us. That's the difference between us and every other religion is that we are transformed. It's not something that we fake. It's not something that we just believe in a fairy tale. When God comes into your life, you are truly transformed. Let's continue. But be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. How many want to know God's will for your life? Come on, my hands raised real high, okay? I want to know God's will for my life. So we're going to talk about that today. Let's just pray. God, I thank you for your word that is so powerful. It cuts down deep to the depths of our souls and beings. And so God, today our prayer as a church is that your word would minister to us, change us from the inside out, that we could be the change in our world in our neighborhoods, and our families. I pray for every husband, every wife in this place, every kid, every student, every person that's just going through life trying to figure things out. Today, God, transform us. Help us to put things in place in order to come into sonship and daughtership to know who you are as our Father. We love you, God, in your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. You may be seated. Thanks for reading with me. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view of what God's done, in view of how God has set us free and set this mercy in motion, man, praise God for his mercy. Because without his mercy, none of us would be able to stand new in Christ. They tried back before Jesus came, and they would bring sacrifices to the temple, right? And sacrifice the dove. It just got weird. They're just sacrificing animals, the blood and all that stuff. It's just a whole nother thing. You know, like I, I don't know if I'd be into it if it were all that. But they were bringing their sacrificial and, and it wasn't um, alleviating the, the sin. It was just, what do you call it? Um, pushing away the outcome. So it was like atonement was just for the week. This is a tone of my sin until next week, and then I got to bring in another set of doves or my goat, and I have to do the whole thing. But when Jesus came, he brought mercy and grace. He was the perfect sacrifice. And so when Jesus died, it was once and for all. So he says, in view of God's mercy, that we've been set free, we've been redeemed. When you come into a relationship with Jesus, how many know you are new in Christ, right? The Bible says that all things are passed away, and behold, you are new in Christ. He lives inside of you and you become alive in Jesus. In fact, Jesus said it like this. He says, God in me and I in you. It's not just a relationship with an, a father that's away. The father comes and resides in us. And so he says, in view of God's mercy, what he's done, we're all transformed. He says, offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is true and proper worship. Coming to God and surrendering all, giving him all that we are, saying, God, you are Lord. You are our GPS, right? We're following you. We are not the leader. You are. Jesus, you're the leader of my home. You're the leader of my family. You're the leader of my career. You're the leader of my business. How many business owners do we have in the place, right? You're the leader of everything. And that's, a, that's an act of surrender. It says that is our true and proper worship to God. That's where it all starts, is when we surrender to God. 
Can I tell you that full circle living as a Christ follower first starts with surrender. It's coming to him and surrendering everything. Saying, God, you are the one who knows all. You are the all-powerful. You're the provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. You're, you're everything. And so God, in that, we surrender to you. And when we do this as our proper worship, we come underneath this blessing in God. And then he goes on in verse 2. And he says, do not conform. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed. Do not conform to the, to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world. Because the pattern of the world is always changing. I don't know if you've realized this, but the deeper we go into life, human race, building and learning and all this stuff that we do as humans, the deeper the pattern gets that is farther and farther away from God's truth. Have you realized this in your life, in your neighborhood, in your job, on the news, on Facebook, Instagram? Have you noticed the pattern of the world is so far off from the truth of God? And he says, don't conform to it. Don't conform to this pattern of the world, this, this pattern that's ongoing. It's always going, and it's going further and further away from the truth. Why? Because sin was brought into the world. And ever since that moment that Adam and Eve bought the, bite, bit the apple and all, you know, all of a sudden, now the sin was our nature. We have this sinful nature that wants to take over. And he says, don't conform to the pattern of this world. And then he says this word called transformed. Transformed. That's a beautiful word. And they actually, they use it with a, the transformation of a caterpillar going into a butterfly. And if you know anything about, you know, the caterpillar, you know, it's an ugly worm type thing. And it crawls real weird. You know, I'd, every time I think of a caterpillar, I always go back to that kid's book. I don't know what it is, but the caterpillar had the red face and he had a green body and he was kind of bent. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody else? 90s babies, you know? I don't know if that was in the 90s or whatever, but I'm in so. Okay, someone back there loves it. All right. <laughs> uh, but I, that's all I always think about. But caterpillar, and, and so you think about a caterpillar and it's going through as this ugly worm and maybe we can put in that context of like we're the sinful nature and then when we come to Jesus like he wraps us in this cocoon of mercy and grace and washes us and then when we come out of the cocoon it's this beautiful butterfly it's this transformation that takes place uh, the same thing with like a, a frog you know with a tadpole and it transforms into this this frog you know, it's so cool. It's not as beautiful as a butterfly. It's kind of weird and squimy and weird, you know? But it's the same type of thing. It's transformation. And he's talking about this of not conforming to the pattern of this world, but actually the total opposite. He's talking about this word called transformation, where when you come to Christ, you look different. How many know that when Jesus comes into your life, you should look different? You should. You should act different. You should be different. You should, you should look different. But how many know that's not always the case? And don't look at anybody right now. Don't point at anybody. How many know that's not always the case? 
When you come to Jesus and he, and he saves you and redeems you, and we have these beautiful moments in church, you know, we're in worship, we're reading his word, we're, we're hearing the word wash over us and it's renewing our mind. And then we get back into the world. And it's like this, the pattern of the world takes over and we conform to it and we become our old nature. All of a sudden we, we lash out in our old anger, right? Or, or we do something that's like totally outside of the identity of Christ in our life. And you have these, these moments where it's like, what was that? And he says, don't conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed. And he doesn't just leave it there. Praise God. Because if he just left it there, we'd all go nuts. Because like, how do you transform? Because I think we're trying. And, and this is why I think it's so important as the Christian uh, world just grabs onto this. Because renewing of your mind is so important. Because he says, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing. Renewing renewing of your mind. The renewal. Now, science today is proving what God's Word has said all along. Now we're learning through scientists and all these studies that you can actually retrain your mind to think properly. Have you heard of this? Neuroplasticity, right? Where you make new pathways in your mind. You can actually train your thinking the way you think, the way you, your, your sub-thinking is even, it's crazy. But scientists are finding out what God has said all along, that you would need to renew your mind in order to be transformed. There are a lot of patterns. We are a society of patterns. We are a society of normals. How many grew up with some pretty weird normals in your family? It's okay to admit, I did too. Yeah, there's some things in my family that we grew up that were totally normal. We were just talking about this yesterday. I was talking to my cousins, and uh, she's getting married, and so we were talking to them about bringing normals into your home because how I was raised is not how Ashley was raised, okay? We were totally raised differently. Though we both were raised in Christ-following homes, there are some normals that were just not the same. My normal was family 150% of the time. It was just family, 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 family. We're always together, always hanging out, always talking. Always, 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 always. And, and her family, you know, you set time, you planned ahead. And so when we came into our home, we had to really talk about what is our home going to be like? Because me, I'm like, 150%, let's go all the time. She's like, hold on, did we plan that? You know, let, let's put a thing on the calendar in order to do that. And I was like, wow, that's a great idea. But that is not my normal, you know? And so we had to talk through it, like, what is our new normal? When you come to Christ, you might have this normal that you're bringing into the relationship, right? Where you always fell back on that. You always had that habit going on. You always had that thinking, that mindset, that identity stamped on your mind. And whether it was from past parents or peers or someone that did something to you that set this in motion, all of a sudden now you come into this relationship with Jesus and it's like, hey, I got normals. I got patterns. I got things I do. I got ways I think. When you come into a relationship, the same thing. When you come in and I, you know, I, I dated Ashley and I made her my wife and we got our home and it was in Cockerville, this farm country like Amish land. It was awesome. 
And I was so proud of it. And we got out of that home. But it was like, hey, babe, I got a lot of normals. I got a lot of things I do. Got a lot of things I think about. I got ways I think about situations, ways that I think about how a wife should be, ways that I think about how a husband should act. I got normals. And he said, hey, be careful because when you come into a relationship with Jesus, number one, we surrender everything. But even in that surrender, there's still another process that has to take place for you to be transformed. And some of us, we stop at the fact of saying, God, forgive me, save me, redeem me. And that's where it starts. But then we go back to the world almost foolishly, not renewing our mind to think differently. So our sub-thinking is still the same. So we still have this normal in place, this pattern going on that we fall back into so easily. And then when things happen, life hits, storms happen, you know what happens? We go back to the normal because we got normals. I look at your neighbor, admit it, say, I got normals. I got some normals. So we have to learn how to renew our mind. How do you renew your mind? In uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it's a brilliant scripture. And verse 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Easier said than done. Why? Because stress sells. Why do we like stress so much? You ever realize that? Am I the only one? Did everybody leave? <laughs> Sometimes these lights are bright. I'm not sure. Did everybody walk out? We love stress, we love to complain. Don't we? We love complaining. My word is our favorite. What do you what'd you do this week? I complained a lot to everybody. It's hot. Humidity. Work was long. Very long. Didn't get enough sleep last night. Got food? Oh, I don't know. It's aight. I'm a Philadelphian. I'm used to good food, you know? <laughs> we love to complain. It's like everything is just, we love to complain. But he says, hey, listen, if you can renew your mind, start to think about things that are worth praise. Praiseworthy thoughts. Ooh, let's take an inventory real quick. What are some thoughts that you've thought this past week that are praiseworthy? Can I encourage you? If you find any that are not, it's time to get rid of them. It's time to renew our minds. So this is what scientists found out. This is very interesting, and I'm so captured by it right now, um, and I've been for just a little bit, but my, uh, my uncle is actually like a behavior analyst, and so like I talk to him all the time, I'm talking to him about like the mind and how it works, and how he's talking about training behaviors and all this stuff. I'm like, wow, that is so cool that the Bible is being proven by science now, you know? So what scientists have found is this that our minds are so powerful that we can retrain them to think thoughts that we want to think, okay? 
So you see this all over YouTube. Maybe you'll, you'll, if you put it in like priming your mind or uh, that's what the world calls it, priming your thinking or whatever, um, but it's renewing. That's just what the Bible says, but they, you know, they have new words for it now. But you like prime your thinking or renewing your mind or whatever. You can, you can look up this stuff where people are actually thinking thoughts of where they want to be and actually it helps them become those things because the sub thought is actually changing and transforming. You're making new paths in your mind to actually become the identity you see in your mind. It's crazy. And so when you think a thought like, I am successful, I am successful, and then you picture it, I am a successful person. Wow, look at me succeeding. And you feel the moment, oh, it feels so good to succeed. Wow, look at me succeeding. Woo, let's go throw a party. Let's go, oh, look at all that pizza we're eating, all that chocolate I'm eating. Oh, because I'm succeeding. It's so good. When you start thinking it, guess what? Scientists have found your mind can't tell whether it's a thought or a memory that you actually partook in. Isn't that crazy? So when you think, you're thinking super hard, oh, look at me succeeding. Look at me loving my kids. Oh, look at me loving my wife and going out on date night and romancing her. When you start thinking those thoughts, your mind says, I am the bomb. You don't believe me, but look it up. It's crazy. And he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What would happen if you started every day and you got in your little quiet time with God and you started thinking thoughts of what he thought about you. And you started looking through scriptures and saying, all right, I'm a child of the king. Nothing's impossible for me when I'm in Christ. With God, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What if you started picturing that in your mind of you being this Christ follower that is moving in the things of God and seeing yourself praying for the sick and seeing them healed. Seeing yourself loving others as God loved you and sacrificially giving beyond what everybody else does. Being a good father, even though your father was terrible, seeing yourself as this amazing father. What would happen if your mind started believing you? You know what happened? You'd be transformed. You start thinking the thoughts of Christ for you. That's why David said, I hide your word in my heart. I meditate on it day and night. Day and night. I meditate on it. I chew on it. I speak it over myself. I think about it. I put myself in that thought. Your ways are higher than mine. You cause all things to work together for my good. Woo! What if you spoke that over yourself and you saw yourself in that, in that full circle of what God's called you to? And not just believing it, not just, yes, Jesus, we have faith and we're just going to have faith and we're just going to be this people who just believe. We're just going to believe. Like, we got to get past that. We're not just the people who just believe in this fairy tale Jesus. He is real. He is moving. He's in our lives. And he wants to transform you, not just set you free. He wants to release you on the earth to set heaven in motion. I'm sorry. I'll sit down. He doesn't just want to come and save you. He wants to release you. He wants to fill you so far up that you're overflowing with joy. Unspeakable joy, David said. He's the prince of peace. You think he wants you in chaos? No, 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 no. You're the one in the boat calming the storm. When I come into a situation, when I come into something that's not chaos, 
I want to be one that speaks peace into it. Because of the renewing of my mind, because of who I know I am. He says, whatever's noble, whatever's righteous, whatever's admirable, whatever's praiseworthy, think about such things. And then he goes on in verse 9. I'm sorry I didn't give you verse 9, but just read it with me. Um, just listen. I'll, I'll read it for you. Verse 9 says, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. Check this out. Whew, I love this. And the God of peace will be with you. He says, think about such things. And the God of peace, the God who holds the peace, will be with you. Be with you. Peace will be with you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20 says, The however is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ or were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. Verse 22 says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Put off your old self. We were trying to watch fireworks last night. You've seen the fireworks at Penn's Landing. They do a good job. They do a really good job. And I just learned from my Uber driver the other day. He's like, did you know that Philadelphia actually does it like five nights before 4th of July? I was like, wow even a better reason to love Philly, you know, because it's one of the greatest cities ever, but that's just another reason it's the best. So I was like, that's awesome. So we were looking out, you know, last night, we all of a sudden we heard the pops, right? So my kids are like, what was that? I'm like, fireworks. And now she's like, let's go to the roof. So we're going, we're on the roof. We're looking out. We're trying to find the fireworks. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't been in our house through 4th of July, so we didn't know, like, where they're going to be. And so we're looking around, we're looking around, we're looking around. All of a sudden, we kind of see it over in the distance, but there, there's this big tree right in the way. And I mean, it's a big tree. And there's like a break. There's like this beautiful church with the bells and all. It's like a Russian Orthodox church. gorgeous. And, and then there's this big apartment complex, you know, because Philadelphia, that's all we do. We build apartment complexes. And then right through the middle, we can see the bridge and the pens landing, but then there's this big tree <laughs> right in the way. <laughs> But I'm like, what would happen if accidentally that tree burned down or, you know, or somebody chopped it up or something like, let's get rid of the tree, you know? And why do we ever get frustrated with the thoughts that get in the way of seeing the perfect promises of God, right? It's this amazing, immaculate, ooh, ah, firework spectacular for your life. God has purposed you to be this unleashed, forceful advancement of the kingdom of God on the earth. And yet, we can't see it because fear's in the way. Because that, that failure that happened when we were nine years old, can't see my purpose, can't see who I am. We have these thoughts creep in and get it in the way. It's like a big, ugly tree. Y'all, it's time to cut down the tree. It's time to cut down the tree. It's time to renew our minds. It's time to put those things to rest so that we can see clearly what God has for us. In this process of renewing your mind, you are going to be able to see who you are in God as a son, 
as a daughter who's accepted, not only accepted, but adopted. Do you know what adoption means? It means hand-selected, chosen. Not accident, right? You ever seen those people who have accident babies, you know? It's like, oops. It happens, okay? It happens. You were in an accident. God hand-selected you. He came in and he said, hmm, I want that one. I want her. I want him. That's my kid. He adopted you. And what would happen if you all of a sudden got a clear perspective of who you are in Christ? And when we renew our mind, when we start putting our mind on things above, when we start putting our mind on the scriptures, and we don't just read the scriptures just to check it off our list. Well, I read the Bible today. Da, 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 da. Well, I believe in miracles. I really do. I just believe in them. What would happen if we stopped drawing half circles, right? And stopped just checking off our list to do devotions. I hear that so many times. Like, I'm doing my devotions. Like, okay, but have you encountered Jesus, you know? It's not about just reading his book. It's about having a love relationship with Jesus. Can I encourage you with that? This isn't like a rules and regulation like, okay, now that you're into the church membership, now here's what you need to do. You need to read your Bible every day. I know sometimes it sucks, but you need to do it. (laughs) That's not what this is. I would sign out right away. This is an encounter with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who holds your identity, the one who holds the universe in the palm of his hands. And he wants to encounter you. (laughs) Love him so much. He wants to encounter you. He wants to encounter you. So many times we have the big, ugly tree right in the way. And I don't know what your tree is. Maybe you need to ask yourself that this week. What's your tree? What's the big, ugly barrier that's getting in the way of you seeing clearly? And start renewing your mind. Start getting some scriptures that you can recite over yourself. You can start closing your eyes and picture yourself as that child of God, as that person who's renewed, as that person who's restored. Hey, I know you've been hurt. I know. It's been hard. I know you did those things that you're so ashamed of. I get it. I get it. But guess what? You are in Christ now. And when Christ comes in you, you are a new creation. All things die. That's why we have baptism. Because we we believe that when we come in Christ, we die to our old self. When we come out of the water, it's like that coming alive in the newness of who Christ is. Love him so much. I guess my heart for us as a church is that we're not just Christians. We're not just Christians that is just believing in Jesus, but we are literally ones who burn for him, ones who know who we are, ones who are empowered and are walking into our world every day, releasing the kingdom, releasing the kingdom. But it's not out of a state of, oh, I just, I hope, He's going to show up. It's a knowing already have encountered, retracing our mind to make new pathways, to know who we are in God, seeing ourselves as his kids. It's renewing our minds. So can I give you a couple of scriptures to write down to start your process? And you can totally dive in 
and go at it and find scriptures that you want in your life and who you are in God, because he's going to reveal that to you. But I want to start you out with just some scriptures. These are some that I recite over myself and just renewing in that renewing process. Um, because especially too, this will help you. If you've had past relationships that have just not been adequate of the Father's love, which actually is every relationship, but if you've had past things that you've done or, or that you feel dirty, man, these are some good ones just to put in place that you can encounter truth and speak truth over yourself. Are you ready? All right. Number one, Romans 8. Romans 8, 37 through 38. So good. And it's in the season that we're in. We're more than conquerors. It says nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God. I'm convinced nothing will be able to separate us from it. Nothing. Life, death, angels, demons, past, present, any powers, height, and death. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God. You need to know that. And not just believe it this fair. You need to see it that God, you're loving me. And just like that song we sing, the reckless love of the Father, this moving all things, all lies, tearing down mountains, this, this and, and almost like this, this crazed out father saying, get out of my way. I have to get to my kid. I've got to get to my kid. Just seeing him as that, that father. All right, you ready for another one? This is a good one too. Uh, Psalms 34, one through nine. That's a little longer one, but it comes from, from David's heart. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Those who seek him shall find him, right? It talks about how the, this poor man called the Lord, heard him. That's some sub-thinking you need to know. That when you call on God, he's there, right? And those who look to him are radiant. Their faces will never be covered in shame. These are truths you need to know. And you need to believe and have that pathway in your brain that you're renewed in your thinking. So that's a really good one to put it down. Um, and can I just, here, let's just go through one together. Is this helpful for y'all? Are you good? Good. I'm so excited for, for you to really jump into this and just have this new level of transformation in your life. And this is our part. When we come to Christ, he makes us new. He washes all things. But then the Bible says to be an instrument for noble purposes, we must cleanse ourselves of the latter. That's our part. It's his part to forgive us, redeem us, set all things new. And when Christ comes in, he makes us new. But then it's our part to stay clean, to stay renewed, to keep our thinking proper, right? And that's why David said day and night, day and night. I meditate on it. So Psalm 34, let's just go through this together and then in closing. Let's read it together, okay? Do y'all have it up? Or can we, uh, y'all know how to load it in there? Okay. <laughs> I love you so much. It's Psalm 34, verse 1. It says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory the Lord. Let the afflicted hear it and rejoice. And then he says, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Okay, let's stop there. There's a great renewing process right there. We're going to close our eyes. Everybody close your eyes all across this place. And I want you to picture yourself in a moment where you're seeking God. I want you to picture him showing up, okay? 
and not just showing up, but delivering you from all your fears. So whatever that obstacle is in your life, something that you're afraid to encounter, whether it's stepping out of the boat, maybe talking to someone about God, or maybe it's stepping out of the boat and serving. Maybe it's stepping out of the boat and praying for someone to see a miracle because you're not sure and you're kind of timid in that area. But I want you to picture yourself now stepping into that confidently because God has come and you sought the Lord and he answered you and delivered you from all your fears. So now you're stepping in it confidently and boldly. Come on, see yourself. Now you're stepping in there and you're doing it with absolute courage. Do you see it? You see it? Come on, that's you. You are a child of the King and you carry with you the majesty of the Father, the glory of who He is. The Spirit resides in you. And so that's the truth. The truth is He conquers all fears. When you seek the Lord, He answers you and walks with you. He walks with you and you can step out in boldness. So that's just one, okay? But there's so much truth in the Word of God. And if we start to use it as the sword of God, the Bible says that it's like a double-edged sword. That's one, one edge for protection, right? To use it as a dagger. When the devil comes, we're like, yeah, 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 you know? And take out his schemes. And then the other edge is to cut us deep. It's like a great surgeon looking for things that are cancerous. Those things are disease that, that keep us from knowing the truth of God. And the Bible is what does that. The Word of God gets down deep. It penetrates to the heart and soul, to the marrow of who we are. And so it can see those things that are not right, those thoughts that are off, right? And it renews it. And when we get the Word of God in our lives, when we start to picture ourselves as the children of the King, walking in confidence, knowing that when we seek Him, He will be found by us. When we knock on the door, it shall be open to us. We have the keys of the kingdom. That's another good one. Woo, really good. Matthew, he talks about the keys of the kingdom for David. Uh, yeah, and so he says, you have the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth has already been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven. Come on, somebody. How many want to loose and bind on earth? Woo, that's who we have. That's who we have as a father. One of all power and authority. So renew your mind. This week starts tomorrow, or maybe it even starts tonight for you. Having a moment where you literally get before the Father. You read your word, close your eyes, you picture yourself as that child of the King. It's a renewing process. And can I just encourage you? It's not an overnight thing. Nothing of value is built overnight. Nothing. Children, business, nothing, nothing. But can I encourage you that God has purposed and destined you to be a world changer. And it might take a month, it might take several months, it might take a year, but how many know it's worth it to build a person who knows who they are in God? I've seen so many people renew their thinking and you, you should see the difference, their confidence, their knowing who they are. And I just want to encourage you today. I want to pray over you that you go into this renewal process that God would transform your thinking and that we would become a people that draw the circle with God because His purpose for you is that you're transformed. 
not just that you're set free and then you go back into sin and then you're set free and then you go back into sin because that's a pattern of the world. It's, he says, don't, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed and be released in the things of God. All of a sudden, you carry the glory. You don't have time for things like that. You don't have time for sin. You don't have time for, for petty stuff that's of this world. You don't have time for it. It's not that it's like, oh, I can't. But it's like, now you can. Now I carry the glory. Now I can release the kingdom. Now I'm a child of the king. Now I have peace and joy. And now you can spread it. You can teach others how to have peace and joy. We should be the answer to everybody's questions. Am I right? <laughs> everybody's complaining. We should be the answer. We should be the one with God wisdom coming and saying, hey, listen, I know you're trying at that. Can I just help you with what set me free to know who I am in God? I want to pray for you today. Would you stand up and grab the person's hand next to you? I want to pray together today. Your future is so bright. God's got so much for you. I'm so pumped about it. But you're not going to walk in broken. You're not going to walk in this person that's kind of limping and like, okay, God, you can just carry this back. I believe that this season is going to be a season where you grow so much in him and your identity and knowing who you are that you walk in confident with your shoulders back, your eyes up, your head up, knowing who you are as a child of the king. For so long, you've been walking with a limp. And today, my friend, God wants to renew you. He wants to restore you to let you know you're a world changer. You're destined for this. Woo! I love him so much. You were made for this. He put everything in you that he's drawing out of you. It's time for you to renew your mind so you can see it clearly. It's time to chop down the tree. Okay? Let's pray. God, I thank you for everyone in this room. Empower them this week that as they renew their thinking with your word, as they wash themselves with your word, as they meditate on it day and night, that you would transform them to think like you, to think like the Father, to think in the phases of the kingdom. God, they would walk confidently knowing your purposes on the earth, and they would draw circles. God, help us to draw circles that are complete, not just things that are halfway done, but God, and confidence of our identity. And God, I just breathe that on them this week, that you would just breathe your identity into them, that they would know you, they would see you, they'd see your truth, and it would set them free, because it's your truth that sets us free. <laughs> Hallelujah. We just thank you, Father, for who you are. Just be in their homes, in their cars, in their families. And God, I just pray for them as they go throughout their week, empower them to be everything that you've designed them to be. Help them to see it clearly. And God, I just chop down those trees. Anything that would try to come in and distract or to persuade, in the name of Jesus, I capture those thoughts, take them captive, make them obedient to Jesus Christ. Those thoughts of inadequacy, those thoughts of doubt, thoughts of fear, be gone in the name of Jesus. I command them out. And God, we take captive your thoughts of truth, your thoughts of peace, joy, your long suffering. God, you have given us so much to step into. And God, I thank you that you have made us who we are today. We just lean into that, into your understanding. In your name we pray. And everybody said, 
Amen, amen, amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.